0: Welcome to the first ever episode of Foul Territory. I'm Owen Lambert here with my special guest, Nick Vandenberg. On today's episode of Foul Territory, we are going to be discussing what determines a Hall of Famer. Today, we will be talking about specifically Barry Bonds and whether he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Let's get into it. Barry Bonds was born on July 24th, 1964 in Riverside, California. He was born to his mother, Patricia, and his father, former Major League Baseball player, Bobby Bonds. To keep it brief, Barry Bonds was destined to be athletic. At Junipero High School, he was a multi-sport athlete, excelling in baseball, basketball, and football. Although he played basketball and football quite well, it was clear baseball was his future. With mentorship from his father, Barry hit for a four sixty seven average his senior year, making him an easy choice for an All-American. An interesting thing that goes untalked about about Barry Bonds' high school baseball career was that he was actually drafted senior year by the San Francisco Giants, but he didn't actually sign with them because him and a team executive from the San Francisco Giants couldn't agree on a right salary for him to play. So then he decided to take his talents to Arizona State University. Barry Bonds' college career was an interesting one. Although he excelled on the baseball team, According to the stats, hitting 347 with 45 home runs over his four years there, he wasn't very well liked by the team and the staff. To quote his former coach, Jim Brock, he was quote rude, inconsiderate, and self-centered. When he was one time suspended for breaking curfew, the other players initially voted actually to remove him from the team even though he was definitely the best player. Although, through all the disagreements with the team, he eventually graduated from Arizona State University in 1986 with a degree in criminology. He was also named the ASU on-deck circle most valuable player. Other notable winners include Dustin Pedroia. Another untalked thing about his college career was that he actually did play one summer in the Alaskan Baseball League for the Alaska Gold Panthers. Barry Bonds was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates sixth overall in the 1985 Major League Baseball draft. His first minor league team was the Prince William Pirates of the Carolina League, where he was immediately named the player of the month for the league. When Barry Bonds made it to AAA, he ended up playing for the Hawaii Islanders of the Pacific Coast League, a team that ran from 1961 to 1987 out of Honolulu, Hawaii. In 1986, it was time for Barry Bonds to reach the major leagues. He started off in 1986 in Pittsburgh where he hit two twenty-three and was 6th place in Rookie of the Year voting. Barry Bonds played an average rate of play from 1987 to 1989 with his highest year batting 283 with no all-star nods and no gold gloves. That was until 1990 where not only was he nominated as an all-star for the first time but he won his first MVP award, his first gold glove, and his first silver slugger. He hit 301 33 home runs and 114 RBIs. In 1991, he finished second in MVP voting, won a gold glove and another silver slugger. The Next season after that in 1992, he won MVP, took home another all-star nod and won another gold glove as well as another silver slugger. After winning his second MVP in 1992, in 1993 he became a free agent. He decided to sign the biggest contract of all time in Major League history at the time, with the San Francisco Giants. That season, he hit 46 home runs, 123 RBIs, 336 at the plate, and took home another MVP, all-star nod, gold glove, and another silver slugger. Then, for the next four seasons, Barry Bonds did not receive another MVP award, but he took home plenty of gold gloves and silver sluggers. And then, everything changed. In 1998, the era known as the steroid era began in Major League Baseball. We started seeing obscene numbers from great players such as Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds began juicing in 1998, where he started to become a lot bigger in frame than he previously was. Once a speedy outfielder who was a leadoff hitter, Bonds is now a certified home run king. Although he gained tremendous in size from 1998 to 2000, the effects didn't show of his steroid usage until the 2000 season. In 2000, Barry Bonds hit for a career high of 49 home runs at the time. Although he didn't take home MVP, 49 home runs for Barry was very high, as he hadn't reached the 46 home run mark his previous high since 1993, almost 7 years ago. His next season in 2001 is the season that is regarded as the most juiced season in terms of steroid effectiveness of all time. Barry Bonds hit a 328, but most importantly he hits for 73 home runs, a record still to this day. After winning MVP that season, he went on to win the MVP award four times in a row, his streak ending in 2005 where he only ended up playing 14 games then after that in 2006 and 2007 were his final two seasons in the major leagues where he only tallied one all-star appearance he ended up being the most home runs leader of all time the most walks of all time and the most intentional walks of all time when it was all said and done barry bonds was the king he was the goat A seven-time MVP award winner and an all-time home run leader, he's sure to be the greatest player of all time. Why is he not considered the greatest of all time you may ask? Well, it's because people found out about his steroid usage. It was clear from the beginning that Bonds couldn't gain this much size and this powerful just from natural weightlifting. It made sense because just before Barry Bonds was exposed, it was clear Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were also exposed for steroid usage. They were the other ones in the notable home run race in 2001, where Barry Bonds hit 73 and either of them did beat Roger Maris' record of 61, but they didn't come close to 73. You may be wondering, why did these go unchecked for so long? Well here to break that down for you is my special guest, Nick Vandenberg.
1: Barry Bonds actually was never in the clear. As for a majority of his career, he was constantly being checked for steroids. Multiple Times Investigations told the story that Barry Bonds was guilty of possessing and using banned substances. But why wasn't he suspended? Well, Barry Bonds was actually able to blame it on the fact that he didn't know of the substances and wasn't actually checking what he was taking. He blamed it all on the team medical staff, which led Barry Bonds to hire a personal health assistant. He then went on to continue to be able to play without any trouble. That is until he randomly tested in a game against the Los Angeles Dodgers, where he tested positive for PEDs. This led to a league-wide discovery that there were more cheaters than previously thought. Although it happened after Barry Bonds retired, they were actually able to determine which players had been using banned substances and where they came from. This exposed a lot of baseball players, but most importantly, Barry Bonds' personal team. They were exposed for harboring illegal substances, distributing to players all over the league and money laundering all their payments from the players in the league.
0: With all the information I gave you previously and the new information that my special guest Nick gave you, we're leaving you with one thing. Although Barry Bonds was one of the biggest cheaters of all time, which led him to win four more MVPs and hit for the most home runs in a single season ever. He still was a talented athlete winning many gold gloves and three MVPs before he actually started using steroids. So my question to you is this, does Barry Bonds deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Does he deserve to be respected by the community of baseball? He is a talented athlete and definitely has the credentials to make the Hall of Fame, but does his cheating hold him back and should it hold him back for the rest of his life?